WHOV 88.1 FM welcomes you to the pastor's study. The pastor's study in any church is a place where the pastor can go to collect his thoughts, study God's word, and develop ideas and thoughts on what direction the church needs to take. The pastor's study is where research is done on various topics. Missions are brought to the forefront and salvation is formed. The pastor's study on WHOV is a talk show that allows you, the listener, to come inside and to find out more about the ministers in the area and the good works they are doing across the region, the nation, and the world. Hosted by Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News, the pastor study is now open to the public. So come on in and find out what plans God has for his shepherds and his people. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear ya, let me hear ya. Put your hands together like this. Come on. When God made man, He made a spirit. It was His plan that we live blessed. The tempter came, we were distracted. The tempter came, and we fell. We were deemed to live a life that's beautiful, a life that's full, a life that's it is my goal to remind you of this principle. You redeemed a newborn soul. Come on, y'all, and tell them, say. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Say it again, say it. Let's get back to Eden, live on top of the world. Y'all can say it, tell somebody. And this is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. This is Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News. Have Miss Laura on the phones, as always. So glad to say today that Miss Laura came to service on Sunday, and uh, we'll get her comments a little bit later in the show. Pastor Ray Johnson is not with us today. He is actually working on his uh, doctoral requirements and so he's out for today and we be praying for him I certainly know where he is in that stage of trying to get his education completed Pastor John Young will be with us shortly and uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time this is a show we just like to talk about relevant issues things that sometimes are not always discussed as much as they need to be in church we try to offer a different perspective we also try to offer some solutions and some help to people that might be going through some difficulties Last week, we had Ken Royster on the show, and uh, he's a senior financial advisor with uh, First Genesis of Virginia, came and talked and offered some help for those who might be going through bankruptcy or considering bankruptcy or just all of the struggles that um, you may be experiencing. And from what he told me, there was a tremendous call in for that kind of support. And so we thank you that you're taking advantage of these opportunities. We'll bring Ken back on and he can share some other things that are related to finances to help us to make better decisions. He did indicate that bankruptcy should be our last 
option that you should consider writing your creditors and, and renegotiating terms, all those kinds of things before you consider bankruptcy. And so he offered a lot of good advice on last week, and uh, we'll bring him back uh, probably next week. We can see if we can get him back on the show. But as always, we have someone with us who comes, and uh, when we're not talking about finances, we're talking about good health. And uh, the reason why we talk about good health is because in the African-American community in particular, African-Americans have the highest rate of high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, certain cancers, all of it is in the African-American community. And part of it is due to just us not being knowledgeable enough about how to take care of our bodies. And so we wanted to bring someone on the show that could help us to bring some understanding and some clarity to this subject. How can we better take care of ourselves so that we can leave a better uh, lasting impression and legacy to our children? Uh, because you can't do much if you don't have good health. And so uh, we have with us in studio again, Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, also store manager of GNC over in Military Circle Shopping Center in Norfolk, and soon to be uh, the owner of his new studio that he'll be talking about today. And so we're very excited to have Jerry with us. Jerry, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Pastor Juana. It's always a pleasure to be here. And I'd like to thank you consistently uh, um, let me allow me to be on the air so I can get the word out about things that are going on in my life. There's some great things that are going on in your life. Before we talk about uh, our subject for today, God has blessed you, opened a door to where now this is something you've been praying for for some time and, and now it's about to come to reality. Why don't you tell us about what, what God has planned for you? Um, God has planned for me. It's a blessing because um, at the beginning of the year, one of the things you have to speak things into existence. I want to let everybody know, um, as I was telling Pastor Swan, is about it's all about leadership is based on the master copy. Um, Pastor Swan doing great things at Ivy. And one of the biggest reasons, because when um, he's the leader there, but he's the master copy that you can duplicate. Now, with companies and other th things going on, one of the things abided by JG being the master copy, I want to be duplicatable. You can't have a CD that's scratched up and dented and expect a copy and expect to get a great CD. So that's the same thing with the company abided by JG. I want people to hold me accountable. Now, one of the biggest things as we open up the location, um, we want the personal touch. One of the things with gyms and facilities, you join the gym, you get in there, um, they give you the tour, and then after that, you might get a trainer for a week, and then you're on your own, um, where you're paying a direct deposit for so however so often, and if you're not using that, you're losing. So with Body by JG, what we're going to do is that once you come in the doors, um, we're going to do free consultations sit down with you, go over your goals, your plans, and how we can implement it to get you there. Also, I'm going to have my product line by Body by JG. Um, I have my own personal DVD coming out, uh, Body by JG DVD. That's coming out as well as have own, my own fitness trainers as well who's going to be duplicating what I'm instructing them and so you can um, grow as well. Um, one of the biggest things that's different is that we're not only having individual training, but also you can do group session training. So you can have up to three people being trained at one time, which would be a lot cheaper for you. I'm also, I'm going to be giving out doing nutritional classes. And also I have an Zumba instructor. So for those ladies who do Zumba, I'm going to have a Zumba instructor. And the biggest concept was going to be changing is that you're going to have a smaller setting room, um, maybe 10 to 15 people that you can actually get that personal attention when you're doing Zumba. So these are some of the things, and also we're going to implement a massage therapist. So um, surely if you're a massage therapist, you can apply. 
and I can look through your resume um, and show you what your location is going to be. And I'm going to go through those people to implement a massage therapist. All right. You heard that right there for someone who's a massage therapist and you're looking to find gainful employment working with Jerry. He is accepting applications. And so if you want to call, you can call the station right now and leave your information. Or, uh, Jerry, how can people get in contact with you if they want to leave their resume with you uh, to work with you? Um, you can contact me at 412-9331. Also, the address now is uh, we in the stages. We're going to should be opening. Um, we will be opening August 2nd in the first stage where you can we allow people. Right now, we're getting a brand new central air unit being put in the facility. Um, getting electrical work places that we need as far as the treadmills done at this point in time. Um, so this address right now is, is the address for Body by GG location is 2503 um, Build America Drive. That's on Todd's Lane. So it's right there with the new location over there by the city center. So it's a great location, 1,800 square feet, so you got plenty of room. So it's just been a blessing God has blessed us with. Amen. And we want to congratulate you, Jerry. We thank God for you. Once again, it's 2503 Build America Drive in Hampton, right behind the newly uh, remodeled Peninsula Town Center in that area there. And so uh, he's opening up his own facility, has his own DVD line coming out. Jerry's doing big things. And so we are excited for him. Monday, August the 2nd is the first day. Uh, that he's going to open up his studio. If you want to come by and check him out, you're more than welcome to do so. And again, uh, that number, if someone wants to call you and get more information, give that number out again. Um, that number is 412-9331. 412-9331. And I'm going to see if uh, we can get some of the Pastor, Pastor Johnson maybe and Pastor Young to come out uh, during that week or maybe the following week we can come and support you and uh, see a tour of your facility. So we're very excited for you. But Jerry, as always, when you come, you always bring goodies with you. And so today, tell us what's in the goodie bag and, and tell us why it's important, whatever it is that you have in the bag, why we need to know about it. Okay, in the goodie bag, um, you know, always, I know Pastor Swan loves um, a lot of protein bars. So I brought some protein bars as far as um, nutritional bars. The reason why protein bars is so sufficient is because when you're eating, your goal is to eat every three hours. But what you want to do is actually eat every three hours. So if you get a protein bar as a supplement, that'll keep you on pace. Um, also, I got nutritional um, cereal with actually 25 grams of protein. We have a lot of cereals that are good, but also they don't have a lot of protein in them. So you want a lot of protein in your cereal. I have those as well. Now, let me say about the cereal. The cereal looks just like Fruit Loops, but, but the difference is is that it has 25 grams of protein as opposed to uh, the high sugar content and the lack of protein that's found in regular Fruit Loops. And again, uh, Jerry, for those who, who don't understand how, uh, if we're trying to take care of our bodies, give us the, the reason why we need to take in protein and how much protein we need to take in each day. Um, it's, protein is very important. You need to consume, if you're just an average person who's really not athletic, at least one gram of protein per whatever your body weight is. If you're athletic, you need a 1.5 grams of your body weight. Now, I always talk about from the beginning blood flow. Now, with the protein, high protein, what that does is it helps the absorption of bad carbs and good carbs. It also, too, helps with the recovery of your muscles. So it has the amino acids that build up the, the building blocks of your muscles. So as you break down your muscles, you want to grow them. Stuff like arginine. Arginine opens up blood flow. You got L-lysine. You got the L-tyrosine. It's all those amino acids that helps with the building blocks of your muscle. 
And what that does is more muscle mass you have, the more your body has to tend to the muscle first, and that way it has to tend to the body fat first. So really, if you're eating every three hours, high protein, good carbs, low fat, you're actually burning calories consistently so you can build as well as burning those calories and keeping your metabolism sped up. So once again, if you weigh approximately 150 pounds, you need to consume about 150 grams of protein each day. And, and that will help you in your development. And so again, when you're looking at labels, be careful, look on the back of the label, look at how much protein is in whatever it is that you're eating because you wanna maximize uh, what you eat. You wanna get as much protein into your diet as possible. And so again, uh, he has this protein bar that's in there and one protein bar is about 32 grams of protein. The elite high protein cereal one serving of the cereal has about 25 grams of protein in it. What else do you have in, in the bag, Jerry? Well, we have a T-shirt. Um, one of the products that is an excellent product now is the Meltdown. Meltdown is a thermogenic, um, and what that does is help you speed your metabolism and lower body fat. Now, one of the products that GNC has is it's excellent is the Oxia Pro Elite. Oxia Pro Elite is one of the best thermogenics on the market, and what it does is Help speed your metabolism up, but also focusing on problem areas. It actually burns the body fat from those areas of the abdominal area, and that's one of the top um, actual performance-wise dealing with thermogenics, and that's an excellent product. Okay, so once again, has all of that, has a T-shirt in here, but but really what Pastor Young and I want to know about, you, you got something you, you got something in the bag today, Jerry, that you haven't put in the bag before, and, and this is a drink. And, and I want to get Pastor Young in on this. Uh, it's a 16-ounce drink of <laughs> of Extends, which which is um, male enhancement. So, Jerry, are you trying to tell? Are, what, what you trying to tell? <laughs> uh, Pastor Young, can you come over here? Help. This is a 16-ounce uh, <laughs> bottle of Extends. And it says my drink is bigger than your drink. <laughs> so, so Jerry, what 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 you got this for? What, <laughs> what it extends, um, you can use it as a workout drink too. And what that does is um, actually opens up blood flow, but also it gives you plenty of energy. So, um, it is an excellent product when you use it. You know, I use it for a lot of times. You take it for us before you work out. That it give you a pre-workout drink as well. So it does do a good job pre-workout. You know, Jerry. <laughs> I'm a grown man, Jerry, <laughs> and uh, you know I'm I'm on the other side of 40 now, and so I I think I'm done growing uh, everywhere. Praise the Lord. Does does this does this drink uh, refute that theory? <coughs> you know that drink has um they've advertised in that way, but um, I can't say whether or not it works in that way. <coughs> but um it does. They do a lot of advertising that way. But um like I said. It's a good product because the products they have in it, the, the ingredients, deals with a lot of blood flow. And so that will help you with energy, and you don't have to have the whole thing to get the energy. Yeah, I think some people go drink this and not work out. <laughs> he just goes, he stay at home. But we have, we're going to give this to you for the first 10 callers that call in, everything that's included in the bag. And, and while we joke, the ingredients in, in the uh, flavored drink extends is good for pre-workout activity. So you can make sure that uh, you get a, you maximize your workout. So first 10 callers that call in, if you have won previously, family, please 
let somebody else have the opportunity to win. Uh, please be gracious and uh, don't be greedy. So if you won already, please don't call in right now. But for the first 10 call is 727-5711, 727-5711. Jerry Good has given this bag to the first 10 callers. Lots of good protein in it and also uh, cereal and also a T-shirt. Tell us about the T-shirt, Jerry. Um, with the T-shirt, um, like I said, the company is Meltdown by VPX. That's one of the best thermogenic products we have on the market right now. So that's a very excellent product. Um, right now, it's, you know, since I have a location, you can come to 2503 Build America Drive, and that way you can go there. I'm in construction right now, but I have the office area open. So what I want to do is tomorrow, you know, I'm here between hours like 3 to 5, you can stop by that location and um, pick up your um, the winter bag. Okay, so once again, if you are one of the first 10 callers, you will make arrangements with Jerry. Uh, he's going to offer you the opportunity to come by the studio where he where he's uh, going to be moving into in August. You can take a quick tour of it, and you can pick up your goodie bag. And so, again, for those also who are massage therapists looking for a potential partnership with Jerry, you can call him directly, 412-9331. And when you call... Uh, you can get more information. He'll give you his email address that you can send your resume to, and he is looking for someone in that regard, looking to start and open up on August the 2nd, Monday, August the 2nd. So once again, Jerry, we're very excited for you uh, and for the opportunity that you have to be moving into your own facility. Uh, once again, first 10 call is 727-5711. Leave your name and phone number, and Jerry will get back in contact with you with times and ways you can pick up your goodie bag. So, Jerry, we're almost out of time. Go ahead and offer your final comments before we go to break. Okay. Once again, I want to thank Pastor Swan for the, the blessing of being on the radio. Um, also, my web address that I address is www.bodybyjg.com. You can go on in and go to the direct email to apply for dealing with masseuse, any questions you have. But I just want to be a blessing to those people. One of the biggest things, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And I want to have a servant mentality as we open the doors. It's going to be a different environment because we're going to post on the wall. This is a Christian environment, an environment where you can grow, no profanity. It's going to be a whole different mindset. You can get in. It's going to be peaceful. We're going to make things happen. We're going to listen to people. Also, our goal is to, by next year, we open up another location. We're looking to open up a second Body by JG on one more year from now, from the grand opening in the Portsmouth area, which is going to have a new town center. So next year, uh, within a year and a half, we plan on breaking grounds to the second body by JG location. Amen. And we pray that the Lord will bless the plans that you have in your heart and that great things will happen. And once again, Jerry, we thank you always for coming on and giving us good information and helping us to be a blessing to the community with the goodie bags and things that you always bring and provide when you come through the doors. And so once again, first 10 callers, uh, we already have... Uh, four that have already called in, so we need six more. Uh, if you call in, the number's busy. Keep trying. 727-5711. First 10 callers will get the goodie bag. Compliments of Body by JG. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to talk to uh, Pastor Young and our question of the day. I think it's something that you will find interesting. <laughs> Jay Lang says he wants a bag, so that means we got to put Jay on the list as he's station manager. So we're gonna, that means that we have now uh, four more people that can call in and get the goodie bag. So keep trying. If you haven't uh, yet called in and gotten Miss Laura, keep trying, 727-5711. We'll take a break here, come back on the other side of the break with our question of the day. This is the Essence of HU, 
88.1 WHOV. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. And welcome back to the Pastor Study on the Essence of HU, 88.1 WHOV. If you're just tuning in, you missed Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, about to open up his own studio, 2503 Build America Drive in the city of Hampton, right behind the Peninsula Town Center. Came on and gave us some good information and talked about uh, protein and why it's important to have protein in our body. But Pastor Young, you was more concerned about the extends. You 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 were thinking about that, weren't you? <laughs> well, you know, I I, I really I, it really caught my attention because you know for for those of y'all who haven't uh, seen me, I'm about five four and three quarters, and I count my three quarters, and and if it could help me get to like five five, see, you know, I'm trying to get five five, you know, because my driver's license says five five, and I round it up. You see what I mean? I got you. Okay. Don't use extends though. Get some, just get some stack shoes or something like that. If you still try to call in the first ten callers, we're down to one last slot. So keep trying. We have nine, and uh, if you don't happen to be one of the winners, and you still want to get in contact with Jerry, you can do so. Four one two nine three three one. Four one two nine three three one. That is his direct number, and also especially for those who are massage therapists, certified massage therapists. Not that you, you know, you got strong fingers and you do it on the side. No, this is legitimate. You have license, right, Jerry? You, you want somebody with a license that can do it for a living, right, right, Pastor Young? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I, I actually uh, have a few uh, massage therapists, licensed massage therapists that attend Empowered Believers. And let me just say, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the deep tissue massage because I'm not into pain. You know, I'm saying ouch and, they, you know, and it, and it hurts. You know what I mean? So so can we get uh, the licensed massage therapists that don't hurt people, please? Well, they got to hurt sometime to get those, you know, those knots and, the, 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 you know, knot. the tissue. <laughs> you want your knots. <laughs> we want to uh, let you know that there's something going on in the community. Our good friends over at the Urban League of Hampton Roads, they're doing a home ownership forum entitled Not a Dream But a Reality. It's going to be taking place on this upcoming Saturday, July the 17th. It's free and open to the public. It's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. and it's going to be taking place at Six House Incorporated, 2003 Kickatan Road in the city of Hampton, offering a free home ownership forum to help people in the community um, with their dream of obtaining home ownership. And again, it is free and it is open certainly to the public. And uh, also, they want to thank the sponsors, RBC Bank and Freddie Mac, Freddie Mac, excuse me, who are partnering with them in this particular effort. So please, if uh, for those of you that are seeking home ownership, you said that this year was going to be the year you're going to try to make that work for you. Why don't you come on out and support uh, this particular forum? It is free and it's open to the public. Lots of vendors and sponsors Drawings and prizes will be given away. And also at this event, you could win a certificate for $100 off your next rent. And so, again, for more information, you can contact the Urban League, 
Pastor Young, you also have something that's going on uh, at your church, a women's conference. Why don't you tell us about it? Thanks for that, bro. Um, I, uh, I'm i proud to announce we have our uh, women's conference coming up here on July 28th through the 30th. And uh, we have a host of uh, uh, speakers that are coming in to include my favorite speaker in the entire world, uh, my uh, lovely lady. Uh, Yolanda Young is going to be uh, kicking it off on Wednesday night, and she's going to uh, uh, be bringing the word. Uh, and then uh, to close it out, amongst a bunch of other speakers, we're going to have uh, 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 Pastor uh, Janine McBath, who is the wife of Bishop Courtney McBath of Cal- Calvary Revival uh, Norfolk. Uh, she is going to close out that Friday night. But uh, please come check it out. If you want more information, you can check out our website, www.empoweredbelievers.org, or just give us a call at uh, 240-5834. Very good. Keeping you informed, we hope that you know some of these things, home ownership, women's conference, all of these things can be beneficial to you, uh, and hopefully you will take advantage of these opportunities. We want to jump into the cre- question of the day and and it, it usually follows Pastor Young. And once we get started in the question that, you know, it takes off. And we think that it's going to be one Tuesday that we'll discuss it. But it always seems to have legs. And we end up discussing it for more than one week. It's summertime now, Pastor Young. And with summertime, that means that dress is less formal or less ca- or, or more casual, rather. And that also means that perhaps even in church, people come to church with a less formal dress attire, maybe a little bit more casual. Um, maybe more skin is being revealed and all of these other things. I know that at our church uh, for the months of June and July, we, we have gone to um, not a casual, but a more relaxed dress code is, is the better way to say it. But even before we instituted the relaxed dress code, we, we had to share some things to the congregation about how it is that you still should come even in a relaxed setting. Question of the day today is uh, with a society and a generation that is much less formal in their dress, um, jeans are seemingly worn now with everything. You can see jeans with an, a, a T-shirt up to somebody wearing a blazer and a tie with some jeans on. So it's a much more casual generation that we live in. What's your take on dress code in in the church? And more importantly, here's the real question that we want to offer today. Is dress code biblical or is it traditional or is it cultural? And so we want to hear from you, 727-5711. What is the state of dress? Is there, first of all, Pastor Young, in your estimation, as you look through the Bible, is there a dress code for how people should come to church? Um, that's a that's a tough question, but I'm going to have to say yes and no, uh, because I think the dress code uh, is is uh, been enforced, but not biblically. I, I, I don't think that you, you'll find a scripture in the Bible that tells you um, what uh, some people interpret it to mean in terms of coming to the actual sanctuary. Um, but just let me throw this out there. Um, for, for those of y'all who know Kevin Swan, I have never seen his legs. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know they're long because he's tall, you know. So, so okay, I just saw his legs. 
Okay, so I take that back. I've seen his legs, and um, they they didn't leave a memorable impression on me. But I guess the point is, is that in addition to that, because to answer your question, no, um, you know, I I think it's yes and no, depending on uh, what you mean when you define how you define dress code. Uh, because I believe that all things should be done decently and in order. However, um, as controversial as this might be, I don't believe that we should hold everyone to the same standard. Now, the phones probably start blowing up now. But I believe the, the, uh, the drug addict or the prostitute that's walking in off the street shouldn't be held to the same standard that someone that has an intense relationship with God and has grown in their faith should, shouldn't be held to the same standard. What do you think, Pastor? You're absolutely right. I think that there are some who come to the church in certain conditions. And I think the reality is that people come in a certain place, but the goal is however you come, you should be accepted, but you should not stay where you are. You should be encouraged to live a life of holiness. Now, I guess the question becomes because, you know, now, you know, you have certain, and let's be honest, certain denominations are, are very strict to others, are, are very lenient. So, and even within the African-American community, uh, as far back as a generation ago, it was you were not caught dead going into a church without a suit and a tie on. And that was for kids all the way up. Whereas today, even in our preaching, you know, a pastor preached in a robe. Now, most pastors, a lot of pastors I know don't preach in a robe, just preach in a suit. And it's a lot it's a lot less formal. My question to you is before we because we already got callers calling in. Do you think that there's anything wrong with that? Some people might say, Pastor Young, that, you know, the church is the one of the only places where we can encourage our young African-American men and women to learn the value of dressing up and learn the value because they might have to enter into the business world and they can't wear jeans hanging off their butts and all that kind of thing in the in the working world. So this can be a good opportunity to be able to learn how to dress if we encourage that kind of uh, expectation in the church. How do you respond to something like that? I would I would respectfully disagree with them as the church being the only place uh, where you can encourage that. Because the truth is, is that you can encourage that in the home and in the family. You know, you can you can take your your sons and daughters out to uh, uh, formals and and get them exposed to uh, uh, business casual, semi casual. You can, you can get them. Uh, 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 exposed to after six functions as, as well. So it doesn't just have to be the church. But in addition to that, um, I'm not uh, opposed to either one. In other words, we don't want to make people feel uncomfortable because they wear suits uh, to church or, or go to the other extreme and make people feel like, you know, um, you know, if you wear a dress, then you're, you know, you're, you're some kind of Pharisee or something like that. But at the same time, we want people to know that, you know, the power of God manifests itself uh, despite what you wear. Um, you know, there, there are people that would uh, crucify me because I don't preach in suits. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I have a very relaxed, casual atmosphere at my church. And the reason I was asking about your legs, not because I thought they were sexy or anything, but, but I believe sometimes people hold the preachers to a different standard. You know, like the, the I mean, I, you know, I leave that to your wife, whether or not your legs are sexy. But, but the, the point is, is that, you know, to see us normally, you know, they would expect us to walk around if we're going to the grocery store in a clergy collar. God forbid. Pray for us. But some do. Let's be honest. Some in some places, there are pastors and preachers who who are official, as I call it. They have the official attire no matter where they go in public and they want that image. And so, you know, you can get into There's so many places you can get into with this with this topic. You know, whether or not women can wear pants. Is that 
acceptable. Um, you know, there's some some churches that are strictly forbid a, a woman to wear pants. You, you must wear a skirt or dress. We're not saying that's right or wrong. The, the question becomes, do we see dress today um, as more of a cultural element, particularly in the African-American community, uh, more so than perhaps other communities? When you look at other ethnic churches, do you see the same kind of dress code standard um, that you typically may see in the African-American community? You know, just to put it out there, you know, most of because, of course, uh, you know, in most African-American churches, it's a fashion show. You know what I mean? The brothers got the tightest suits and, you know, I mean, you know, we walk around and it is our opportunity to shine. You know what I mean? And 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 on the flip side, I've been exposed to uh, a bunch of our uh, Caucasian and Hispanic, predominantly Caucasian and Hispanic uh, churches. As a matter of fact, the last church that I was a member of uh, before pastoring was a predominantly Caucasian church. And we were the only chocolate chips in that cookie. And, and, and they were just laid back. You know, you might see somebody in a suit and right next to them, somebody with shorts and, and, and flip-flops on, you know what I mean? So they were definitely a whole lot more comfortable. So like you said, particularly in the African-American community, uh, you know, let's face it, most of us, it's a, it's a fashion show, bro. My, my, my. He put it out there like that. We'll, we'll see what the callers may say. Uh, we do have Stephen from Hampton. Stephen, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing? Good. How are you? Welcome to the Pastor Study Show. Well, thank you very much. Um, my my thing is that uh, you know, when when you come to church, God said, "Come as you are," and and I believe, and I'm a firm believer in that. But you got to have some tact with it as well. I mean, I think that people come to church in a lot of ways. I feel like they've gotten lazy because it's like, well, you know what? I don't have to dress for the day. I can come in, you know, sure. So I can come in a a, a t-shirt and But you know what? It's mighty funny how you can get dressed up, go to a club, and have on a nice suit or a nice or a nice dress. When you come to church, you feel like this, you don't have to dress you don't have to dress that way at all, period. And I'm not saying that you have to come to church be uncomfortable, but you have to have some tact with it too, because you don't only have yourself, but you got other you got your members, you have children that's in the cut. Nobody wants to come to church and see you in a low cut dress showing your your business or you know, or, or come to, and or you come to church and, and you sit down and before you sit down your your dress is halfway up your thigh. Okay. We appreciate yeah. the call. Thank you for the time. All right. And, and I don't believe anyone wants to see any of that, Pastor. Um, because, again, when we had the discussion, well, I had, First Lady and I had the discussion about, okay, if we're going to go to this relaxed dress code, let's, let's, let's establish some ground rules. We don't want to see any cracks in your body. <laughs> okay, cracks are for sidewalks. that They're not to be seen or shown on your body. Particularly, um, young women sometimes have a tendency to wear certain shirts that... Um, tend to rise up in the back when you sit down, which means that the lower part of your back is exposed, and that means the top part of your underwear is exposed. We don't want to see that either. So so can you be relaxed in your dress code but still have certain standards that honor God? You know, that that's that's true. But, you know, when I listen to the, the caller, the one thing that stands out for me is that as much as I agree with him to some extent. We also have to make sure that we keep in mind that there are some people that all they got is their club clothes. Or, or, or let's say, you know, uh, we're, we're very aggressive with the homeless ministry. And, you know, uh, some, some people's tendency is, hey, let's buy the brother a suit. So you're going to make him wear the same suit every Sunday? You know, what if that's all I have? 
you know, or, or, or what if I'm in a position to where, you know, I've got to decide whether or not I wear this uh, tight dress if I'm a young lady or, or, you know, the sagging pants if I'm a young man or not go to church. Uh, because the truth is, and this is the sad thing to me, Pastor Swan, is that nine times out of 10, most church people are going to make some assumptions that are false. And that is that, you know, they had other options to wear and, and they chose to wear that or they're trying to get attention. How about they're in church? Can we just celebrate the good thing first? You know, they came to church and let's celebrate that and then love them into uh, a relationship with God to where the Holy Spirit convicts them from the inside out. And then the dress lines come down and the pants come up and they might, you know, find a belt here or there or whatever uh, irritates people about how other people dress. But do you think, in, in fairness to others who might be listening who are cringing right now because they, you know, there's some that say you got to have a dress. Do you think that sometimes even as those individuals who come with what they have, do you think it can be distracting to people? If I'm if I'm standing behind someone and I'm in the middle of praise and worship and I'm and they're standing and, and I see uh, I see underwear line, I see right through their clothes that that makes it difficult for me to focus because the person who's standing right in front of me is I'm playing the other side now. Do you think that that can be a distraction for people to focus on worship when you have all of this flesh, for lack of a better term, that's being exposed? You know, that's the thing. You know, the first point I look at is that obviously our only uh, place to worship God shouldn't be in church. So what are you going to do in the mall or on the beach? And my thing is, Pastor Swan, and I know you agree with me on this, is that if the strength of my relationship is only as strong uh, as what you wear. In other words, if you take me off my square and the only way I can stay strong and committed and focused on God is based on what you wear, then the problem ain't on, on, on what she wears or he wears. The problem is with me and my level of intensity with God. So my, my point is, is that the enemy is going to provide distractions of all kinds, especially in church. Clothes is just one of them. And so so we've got to get to a point to where, you know, the, the strength of our relationship uh, looks at that 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 uh, distraction uh, as just what it is and understand that we've got to grow to the point to where we can get beyond what other people do and what they wear. And, and you know, if it's not being distracted by what somebody wears, the next thing is that because Sister Ida May didn't speak to you or whatever. So there's, there's going to be plenty of distractions to go around. And there's always a Sister Ida May in the church. I just want you to know. So, yeah, we, we do have another caller on the air. Caller, are you there? Absolutely. Welcome to the Pastor's Study. Thank you so much. Um, great topic. I um, I tend to agree with uh, both you, Pastor Swan, and uh, not surprisingly, Pastor Young. I I easily understand how a pastor or any spiritual leader could get distracted by what some people are wearing. But I tend to agree with Pastor Young, that if someone is dressed what we deem to be inappropriately, and they're in church, we need to celebrate that. I think uh, what Pastor Young said was profound. We work on building a relationship with that person, and then we might be able to make some suggestions. I know in um, 1 Timothy, I think it's chapter 2, verse 9, Paul um, talked about women dressing modestly. Well, Pastor Swan, a shout-out to you and the First Lady for taking this head-on and um, explaining what you all deem to be appropriate and not appropriate, 
before you went into casual mode. I think, I really do think people need instruction in this area. But I do wholeheartedly agree with uh, Pastor Young in that some people are really doing the best they can with, uh, with their attire. Okay, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Now, Pastor Young, let me offer this side. Because uh, the previous caller did say, you know, if you're going to dress up to go to the club, how come you can't dress up to honor God? So are there not certain standards at work that people have to adhere to? Um, do do people go to work in suggestive clothing and, and all that kind of thing? And if not, then what makes it acceptable to think that if I can't wear it in a work setting and God gave me this job, then when I go to his house, what makes me think that I can do it there but can't do it at my place of employment? You know, I, I think it, it boils down to the dynamics of your relationship with God. Because, again, I teach that it's, it's very important not to have a one-dimensional relationship with God. I teach that, you know, we respect him uh, and reverence him as God. We respect him as a father, but we relate to him as a friend. And the truth is, is that there are times when, you know, I'm, 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 I just need a friend. You know, I'm broken. I'm bruised. And I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like putting my church face on. I might just want to throw on some warm-ups and some shades and go sit down and in the back of the church somewhere and cry and just hear the word. But if I've got to, you know, put on this church face and, and you know, the ladies got to get all dolled up or the guy got to get uh, 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 suited up or whatever, he may just decide, you know what, uh, that's the that's the excuse I'm going to use to just stay home and watch some TV, watch church on TV. No, you don't have to do that. If you've created an atmosphere where people understand that, you know what, that there are rises and falls, peaks and valleys in everybody's relationship with God, and you don't always feel feel like this is all roses. Sometimes you just want to, you know, just come out there and relax and chill and just hear the word and go home. And sometimes you want to, you know, uh, you dress too impressed and, and, you know, represent for God or whatever. But we've got to be prepared for for the, the current conditions of people's life and not hold them to whatever standard that we happen to be feeling at that day. Okay, we're going to go to Corey in Newport News. Corey, are you there? Pretty good. Yeah, how you doing? Good. Welcome to the Pastor Study. Uh, thank you for having me today. Uh, but I wanted to obviously make a comment on this, uh, the question. It's a good controversial question, but I think, I believe, uh, that come as you are has nothing to do with your dress code. I, I think it's the state of mind that you're in as a person. Uh, your lifestyle would have you be the drug dealer or the CEO. Just come and, and worship and praise God is what I believe that that's what that means. Now we kind of filter that into the clothes, come as you are, because churches uh traditionally we were taught uh as a, as a black people that this is how you get dressed to come to church respect the house of the lord so you don't come in your street clothes so now since it's kind of got we kind of took that and said well now we're not getting enough people because the excuse is well i can't afford a suit so now i can't go to church so now we are saying okay brother sister come as you are come in the holy jeans you have Coming to flip flops is no big deal. So then we got into the contemporary style of going to church, where you, like, like Pastor uh, Pat Young has said, mentioned about going to a predominantly white church. Now you see them relaxed and then flip flops and things like that. So now we're saying, well, okay, if we can get more members that way, let's do it that way. Let's just, just everybody, just come on in and we'll get more members out. So I don't, I think it's more or less a respect thing for the house of the Lord, not so that you can't come in any type of clothing you want to come in. It's, it was, it was traditionally brought up as coming in a shirt and tie, women wore the nice hats, the long dresses and stuff like that. Back 
in those days. But now, since we're trying to cater to everybody, we're just going to kind of bend the rules a little bit, and this, or what we deem the rules are, and, you know, kind of do it that way. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's a good controversial question. You can go on for days with this thing, but I, I think it's just more or less we did it for respect of the church and God. So, so first and foremost, God, but the, you know, the building that we come to is this and that. Okay, Corey, let me ask you this very quickly. Do you believe, then, that there should be a, a more formal dress code in the church? Yes or no? Yeah, I think it should be a more formal okay. uh, attire. I'm not saying that we cannot accept anybody coming in, but I think that it should be, like the sister, the lady said, once we get a relationship, we'll build a relationship with that person and make some suggestions, say, this is how we do things, or, or however. But I don't think we should turn people away, but I think there should be a standard. Just like when you go for a job, you're not going to your flip-flops or, or some shorts. Right. You're going to respect that man's business or that female's business, and you're going to come in your shirt and tie and present yourself. Now, I've done tons of job interviews back in the day, and I've seen uh, our, our Caucasian counterparts come in uh, some khaki pants and a shirt. Well, I have to wear a shirt and tie to, to, to present myself. So you always have to work twice as hard as them. But, I mean, if you're going to respect that, why can't you respect the rules that we have at the church? Fair enough. Because we're all afraid that somebody's going to get judged. Oh, they're going to judge me. I can't go. And it's an excuse, but, you know. They have rules just like every other place has rules. Okay. You know, like the guy said, we'll, we'll buy the rules by the club. No baggy pants, this and that. So we're going to wear our Sunday's best at the club. Right. <laughs> I can't understand. We can't do that at church. Okay. That's all. Thank you, Carl. Right. I appreciate it, man. No problem. All right. So what he did say very plainly was that he does believe that the dress in, in the African-American church in particular is in large part traditional and cultural. Okay. So, and what he did say was that, okay, if we relax the dress code, perhaps more people might come. But isn't that the goal of church, Pastor Young? It is to get people to come to church. And would we rather be traditional or contemporary, or would we rather be relevant to the the times of where we are? If they come and they're ill-dressed, aren't they at least hearing the message and being presented with the gospel? Absolutely, Pastor Swan, because, you know, there are certain dynamics of what the caller said that I agree with. However, one of the things that he mentioned was that basically that we compromise for more members. But if, if we water this down to members, then we miss the point. The point is about souls. We want more souls in the kingdom of God. I could care less what church they go to. But there are some people that 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 will not come to God, whether it's right or wrong, in an atmosphere where they feel uncomfortable, where they feel uh, accepted. And so people get rejection all the time. You go to a job interview and you could get rejected by the person or whatever, but God does not reject people. God loves people. God said, with an everlasting love have I loved thee, therefore with love and kindness have I drawn thee. And, and that love is that agape love, that unconditional love unconditional and unconditional means whether you are in you know a scantily clad you know hoochie mama dress or you dress to the nine in a business attire the truth is is that god loves you and that's the first thing that they need to understand and then as they uh fall in love with god and they get uh they, they fall in love with him from the inside out then they change from the inside out but what people try to do is they want to put a paint job on the outside and people still jacked up on the inside they don't know why they changed their clothes they just know that people were looking at them all foul so I better not wear that or I don't get to go and, and hear the word you know but when they fall in love with God then they change because I love God and I don't want to disappoint him and I don't want to compromise and those are permanent changes and that doesn't create the phony Pharisees that 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 you know do more scattering than gathering you know you're absolutely right and and let's be honest there are some who work in say construction or there's some who may not need a suit in the, in the business world and so they might not ever have a suit to own or to wear. 
Um, but they can still look very nice in a pair of slacks and a shirt because that's what they might be more used to. Is there anything wrong with that as long as they are coming? I think what you're trying to say, and I agree, is that we will accept people as they are, but we would encourage them to grow in the Lord. And as they grow in the Lord, the Lord would change them in, in how they dress and how they look. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And, 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 and we don't determine the growth rate. In other words, sometimes they'll say, okay, I'll let you go with four or five Sundays, but now you need to go ahead on and get a suit. So now I, wear, I buy this one suit because I feel bad because you said that. And I either got to wear that suit uh, every Sunday or I can only come every once in a while after you done forgot that I wore that suit. You know what I mean? Why, why put people through that when you just uh, create an atmosphere where people know it's not about your clothes, it's about your heart. You know, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 16 and 7, if I can take them to church, that, that God doesn't see as man sees because man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And, and it's the condition of that person's heart that God is looking at and not whether or not they got on a suit. Amen. We're going to go to Marcus in Newport News. Marcus, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead and welcome to the pastor study. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, this is a wonderful topic. Uh, I, me personally, I hate wearing suits, and I, and I, I have a firm and true relationship with Christ. Uh, my opinion, uh, the religion and tradition of wearing suits to church has driven more people away from the church than it has drawn them to the church. Because, from a simple fact, uh, a lot of people that wear the suits and everything to the churches. I mean, their love for people, it's like, it sucks. It really isn't fair. I mean, they say they love God and everything, but they, I mean, they, they frown upon people. Uh, you don't come to church with suits on. They look at you like you, like, look at you all cross-eyed and everything, man. I mean, so my opinion, uh, the suits and everything, it's uh, just religion and tradition. And, I mean, it's driving more people away from the church, and then it is drawing them to the church. Matter of fact, a lot of times when I invite people to church, the first thing they say is, uh, I don't have a suit. I mean, they equip, they always equip the suit to church, and it shouldn't be like that. I mean, Christ wasn't like that. I mean, Christ could care less what you wore, you know? I mean, so why do why do we, especially African-American church, put a standard on what you should wear to church? I mean, that's just my opinion. Okay. Appreciate the call. Thank you for your time. All right. And so... Pastor Young, what do you say to that? You know, again, there are a lot of people out there who might say, you know what, I, I don't want to go to church because I don't have anything to wear. Is that really a, a valid reason why people don't go to church or do they just use that as a reason not to go? You know, uh, I agree with that caller because uh, he mentioned that he invites people to church, and, and I sense an evangelistic um, heart in him. And m my point is that most people that are more sensitive to this are people that are out there trying to win people to God. And, and, and you are talking from real-world experiences when I can say for a fact that I've been in the streets, and we go out every Saturday, and we, you know, we're, we're trying to win people not to just empower believers but to the Lord, and we can, we can relate to um, to what people are saying and what their excuses are when they don't want to come to church. And nine times out of ten, it is, you know, I, it's about what they wear. And the truth is, is that in most churches, if they do come and they're not in a suit, we can tell them all day long that, that hey, it's not, it's not about what you wear, just come. But somebody's going to look at them funny in most churches. And so I think what our role is, is to educate and school most churches that when you get out there where the rubber meets the road and, the, and, and you know, and, and you talked about it being cultural, because it has to be cultural when you think about the fact that Jesus never wore a suit. Why? Because in their culture, they didn't have suits. And so why make people do something that Jesus didn't do in his culture? You know, uh, the, the point 
point is, is that you do the best you can with what you got. And then when you get there, you know, you let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you into all truth. And then when you've established a relationship with somebody to where they know, and we, we talk about it at our church all the time, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so once they realize that you care about them and that you're trying to protect them, uh, then, then they're more uh, willing to, uh, to submit to your guidance and your instruction and your tutelage. And I agree. I think it's all in how it's said. You know, you, you have to say it the right way, not in judgment, um, but understanding that all of us before we came to the church, you know, we was out there doing all kinds of stuff. And, and we have to be sensitive to that mindset. That might be that one person's particular issue. But, you know, you still got to be respectful of that. Lisa in Chesapeake. Lisa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome. How are you? I'm fine. Welcome to the pastor study. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, I agree with every subject that you guys are touching on because there's so many different reasons that someone may not come to church. Like maybe they don't have a suit or a dress or what have you. I personally, if it was up to me, I'd rather kick it in my jeans and a T-shirt as long as I'm there and my heart is pure and I'm there to express my love for God and praise. I don't really feel like it matters. Now, there is a time and place for everything because some females are, you know, a little bit curvier than others, but, you know, that doesn't necessarily give them the right way to sit there and expose everything. You're in the house of the Lord. I mean, we should exercise some restraint in that. But I believe that if they relax the dress code a little bit more, it would have more people to come in and worship and praise because, you know, I wear, you know, work clothes every day, and then I have to wear it on the weekend, too. You know, I want to be able to relax, and I really feel that you should be comfortable, too. That's just my opinion. Okay, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Thanks. And so, Pastor, we're hearing that a lot of people are, are really turned off, and I think that is cultural as well because we live in a generation now that is less formal. And, and I don't think that the church can ignore that fact, that there's a reality that maybe— 20, 30 years ago, um, you know, people would accept the fact that you had to dress up and, and wear a suit and a nice dress to go to church. But that that is not the case any longer. And and people have and look at things very differently and, and see things very differently. And so should the church then be mindful of that or should we just ignore it and say, look, you know, you just need to come up to our standard with the idea that, you know, if we do that, there is a possibility we're going to lose a lot of people. Yeah, and and you know, I've I've heard the argument that that we don't want to drop our standards or we don't want to uh, go down to the people, but we want to bring the people up to us. And and you know, to me, one of the things that I think we miss is that you know, uh, the Bible talks about how unless our righteousness ex exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees and Sadducees, we will in no wise enter the kingdom. But the only way that we do that is that we take on the righteousness of God. Our righteousness isn't in our clothes. Our righteousness isn't in how, how many Bible scriptures we can quote or how much we go to church. Our righteousness is in our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when we lose sight of that, I think we get caught up in stuff that don't mean anything to most uh, most people, let alone God, which is, you know, uh, how you are dressed. You know, in other words, do the best you can, like we talked about, but don't lose sight of the fact that all of our righteousness is filthy rags. You take you take your relationship with God away, and we all knock the bottom out of hell in a suit or in some baggy pants or in a, a hoochie mama dress. You need a relationship with God. That's what's important. And it's ultimately important. Yes, it is. And I think, you know, what you're saying is the church should exercise some patience when working with people 
who come to the church. And and if we are doing our job and going out into the hedges and highways and compelling people to come in, there are going to be some people that don't look the part. And, and we have to be mindful of that. And we have to know that going in, that if we're going to actually evangelize as God has called us to, there are going to be some people that come to church that don't look right. That That's just the reality. We have one last call, a queen from Norfolk. Queen, are you there? Yes. Go ahead and quickly state your comment, please. Yes, I was Congress, as you stated, as uh, they had stated earlier before, we, uh, you accept people as they come. You, you, they come as they are. God said, you, you know, you, you, you let your people come in as they are. And as they come in as they are, as time go on, they will see that they cannot wear their pants down or their, their, their bosom out, you know, or anything up. You, we as disciples are supposed to accept children as, as they are, accept people as they are. I can't even get it all right now because it was a thought in my mind what I was going to say. But as people come into church and they see how other people look, our church, we accept people as they are. We don't judge them. If they smell in the water, we show them that there is love and that we love them and we accept them for what they are. And that's a good thing for the people that do come to church. If you just look at them and say, okay, I'm not going to judge you for what you wear, but we here to help you, you here to serve God, you want to have God's word, you you here to learn his word, then that's good. That's a good thing. And in time, they would change the way they dress. Absolutely. Thank you for the call, Queen. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. And and I think what we should be saying, and maybe we, again, need to pick up on this, is the fact that if you come in a suit, that's fine, but don't hate me if I come in a pair of pants and in a shirt, because maybe that's my reality and my relationship with God. And who is it to say that my shirt and pair of pants is any less holy than than your three piece suit? There you go, uh, Pastor Juan. I, I I pray that they, we we do pick this up next week and 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 have the opportunity to make all of the body of Christ more accepting of where people are, and it's not compromising your standard because you are patient with people on where they dress or how they dress and where they are with God at the time that they first come in. We're out of time. Time flies when you're having fun and have a good conversation. And so, uh, once again, I want to thank Pastor Young. I want to thank Miss Laura. We didn't even give a chance to her to speak about her experiences. She came and blessed us with her presence, her and her boyfriend, Sunday at Ivy. We thank God for it. And, and for Jerry Good also, uh, who is here, who gave out some goodies. And if you didn't happen to win this time, he will be back in studio later in the month. And we'll certainly give out more treats when he comes. So, on behalf of everybody here at the Pastor Study, we thank you for listening Tune in next Tuesday. I guess we will pick up on this subject on next Tuesday again. Uh, once again, be blessed and be a blessing to someone else. This is the essence of HU 88.1 WHOV.